0: Here's a gross oversimplification for you heading into this weekend. If you see on the visitor's first possession, Najee Harris or Jalen Warren, if he happens to be out there for whatever reason that early, running forward or just falling forward for five yards, seven yards, nine yards on any given carry, they're going to be okay. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll also check out. Steelers versus Bills is 102 p.m. Sunday in Orchard Park, New York. The oddsmakers, as we were discussing yesterday, see the Bills as prohibitive favorites. Anywhere between 9 and 10 points on the constantly moving scale. And I see something different. I see a perception that the Bills are really good at run defense. And I see a perception that the Steelers aren't very good at running. Both of those predicated on 17 game bodies of work. So that kind of makes it understandable, especially if you're not a believer in momentum. But I'm going to throw some uh, numbers at you. I did some digging. And not on the Pittsburgh side. The Bills' run defense ranks fifth in the NFL. Pretty impressive, right? They allow, on average, 110.6 yards per game on the ground. Pretty nice. They're also pretty good against the pass. Seventh, allowing only 196.6 yards per game. So they've got that defensive front. They've got those experienced guys that I've been referencing all week in the secondary. But here's the deal. I started looking at some of their game logs. Okay, Be patient with me on this because I think it's worth it. When you think of the way Najee and Jalen have run over recent weeks, would you agree with me that they're guys that can be counted on at this stage of the season with where the Steelers offense is right now, with the way the line's blocking, with the way the passing game is keeping teams from loading up the box and all that other stuff. Would you agree with me that those guys are better than a 4.3 yards per carry average? Would you? Okay, good, because that actually happens to be true. Over the last three games since Mason Rudolph became quarterback, coincidence or not, and I don't think it is coincidence, Najee alone went from 2.8 to that 4.3 figure, and he has sustained it over these past three games, in which he has run for a total of 312 yards and four touchdowns all on the ground. Jalen has added 130 yards. I don't think he's been at his best, and he still put in 130 yards with his own per-carry average being at 3.9. So let's take the two of those guys, kind of lump them together as if they're one person that's going to produce roughly, I don't know, 25, 30 carries if you're in a competitive game. And listen to this. I went through the Bills past few games, and I essentially discounted running backs who really either aren't any good anymore or never were a big threat to pile up a lot of yards. And that was two guys over their past half dozen games. It was Ezekiel Elliott, the Patriots, Clyde Edwards, helaire just a you know little dude who every once in a while will squirt through for a few yards. And sure enough, the damage done to the Bills was minimal. But... When they faced the Rams and they faced Austin Eckler, Eckler averaged 5.6 yards per carry. Tony Pollard of the Cowboys averaged 4.7 yards per carry. Devon Achen averaged 5.6. DeAndre Swift averaged 5.7. Are you following me here? These aren't necessarily the best running backs in the NFL. These aren't the best running offenses in the NFL, but they carried the ball a significant number of times. They weren't shy at all about running against the Bills, and they got results. Every one of these guys that I just mentioned, Eckler, Pollard, and Swift, all got better results even than what we've seen out of Najee the past three weeks think about that. There can't be across this league right now many offenses that have been running, and I'm underscoring that word, as effectively as the Steelers have over these three weeks. So if you're the Bills and that's the way you handled those other guys and the Steelers, theoretically anyway, might be better at running the football right now than those other teams, now you're starting to see, okay, so if the Steelers can go out there on that first series, maybe the second series, I don't mean to be too literal with this, and assert themselves physically And let the Bills know that, hey, this thing that we're doing here, this running the football here, we're not going to stop this. You might stop us on the first series. You might force a three and out. But we're going to come right back out in the second series and we're going to do it again. And then if you start ganging up on us, if you start sliding your safeties forward, we've got a quarterback who can throw over you and beat you for six clean in a hurry. That's... I'm thinking about that single facet more than anything else as it relates to this football game. I swear, I believe that if the Steelers can establish the run not better than they have over the past three weeks, just the same, just exactly the same, that they have not a good, not a very good, but an excellent chance to pull off what I would not consider an upset. I don't care what the betters say. I don't see how Pittsburgh beating Buffalo is an upset. I don't think the Bills are anything great. And I also don't think the Bills are markedly better than any of the three teams that the Steelers have just beaten, including when it comes to defending the run. And if you're worried about weather, especially after that weather they just had to deal with in Baltimore, this was what Pat Friermuth had to say yesterday at the facility. Regarding the way Najee specifically is built for any and all weather. Yeah, I mean, I think for sure, but I think Najee's always been like a, um, you know, December, January back, November back. Um, just kind of, you know, just another NFL. And, um, you know, Najee being a bigger guy, it seems I really want to tackle him cold. And so he's thriving on that. And uh, the whole, everyone in the office is cooking right now. Yeah, believe me, they're not about to stop handing the ball to 22 just because there might be some snow on the ground when we come back j1q this segment of daily shot is brought to you by our good friends at mike's beer bar they're located on federal street directly across from pnc park mike has more than 500 beers on tap including from more than 50 local breweries stop in and say hello tell mike we sent you mike's beer bar Exciting news from Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Join them this month for an $8,000 cash drawing on January 21st at noon. Don't miss the Westmoreland 300 Multi-Flight Poker Tournament starting January 23rd with a $25,000 guarantee prize pool. Seize your chance in the daily high-hand hustle promotion. The first 10 high-hands went up to $200 with a second round from 6 to 10 p.m. More action More winnings only at Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Visit LiveCasinoPittsburgh.com for details. Also, be sure to follow Live Pittsburgh's Poker Room on X, at LivePokerWML, for promotion and tournament news. Today's J1Q comes from Michael, who says, DK, I'm a big fan and listen to your daily shots religiously. Can you please share... Your thoughts on whether or not the Steelers will make Mason Rudolph an offer, or will they just let him go into free agency? Could you share your thoughts on Mason's future, please? I sure can, Michael, and I appreciate the kind words at the beginning of that. My feeling is that there is a relationship between Rudolph and Omar Khan that is more significant then what kind of offers he could receive from the outside. My feeling is that there would be a trust related to his work ethic, to his commitment to the craft, to his patience, to his persistence, to showing up to be a number three in what had to be a really, really humbling circumstance for him. And to have clearly absorbed as much as he did about this offense, but about offenses in general and about defenses in general, because he paid attention and he watched when Kenny Pickett was out there and he watched when Mitch Trubisky was out there. He didn't say, I don't have anything to learn from it. He learned. He learned. It shows. He's improved. All you have to do, and I actually did this just a couple of weeks ago, is go back to some of Mason's tape from the start against the Lions in 2021. That was the one that ended in a 16-16 tie very undeservedly from Mason's perspective in that there were fumbles and dropped passes and everything in overtime. Uh, He should have been the easy winner in that one. But you could see just such a different player, such a different quarterback. His feet were bouncing all over the place. His head was Swinging left and right, trying in vain, apparently, to make reads. That's not what we're seeing right now. And that's the reason that people on the inside can look at Mason and go, okay, so this improvement is real. He's not just connecting on a handful of passes. He's not on a hot streak. He's just a better quarterback than he was when he came here. Simple as that. And I think that's part of what's been hard for a lot of people. And by that, I mean outside the building to accept is they've made up their minds about Mason from stuff from four or five years ago. And not a lot of people like to change their minds anymore. That just seems to be a a cultural thing. Maybe it's political. But when I think of Mason and the Steelers, I think of Mason and Omar. I think of the Steelers' respect for him, I think of Mason's respect for the Steelers, and I think there is a way that it'll get done. I also happen to think, can I throw this in? Okay, is this going to... All right, let me think about whether or not I want to share this thought with you here before I... All right, here, I'll do it this way, because this is a little conspiratorial, and I'm not all the way in on this one, but I'll share it anyway. When Tomlin keeps saying after every game, he did a nice job. He did a nice job. And then after the third one, he came back with, he did a nice job. There's a pattern in place, and it's a pattern that's starting to look a little obvious. Did you know that Rudolph's passer ratings these past three games have been 124, 112.2, and 115? Not since the 2014 season has any Steelers quarterback had three consecutive games at that level. Not since the 2014 season, a decade ago, prime, prime Ben Roethlisberger with Antonio Brown and all those weapons and everything. That's how long it's been. And all your head coach is coming up with is nice job, nice job, nice job. I'm I here I go. I could be convinced that the head coach is in on something to try to keep Mason's price down. That's all I'm going to say here. You guys do what you want with it. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening and we'll do another one of these tomorrow and all by the way, we'll also keep doing them through the weekend. It's playoffs. It's time to get serious. Daily shot of Steelers is about to become for real daily meaning through the weekends.